Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How's it going, Bren? Uh, we're in the new month. <laughs> How are oh, things? Oh god, it, it, like, I, I don't perceive time anymore. You could have told me it was a Wednesday and I'd believe you. Well, it's fucking flying by and it should not be. No, it's but that's the thing. It's April here, uh, and well, it's April everywhere. <laughs> uh, but no, I was gonna say it's April still here, cold. It's September it, over here. <laughs> it's still cold uh, in our parts. Like it's like dipping into the 30s again. I'm like, why? We just had like an 80 degree day. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, April Fools just passed, and I was only tricked a couple times. Did uh, anybody get you, you online? You are really bad with that. Yeah, I every, am. Every year you'll post something in our Slack, and be like, "Hey, check this." I'm like, "That's not." Doug, look at the day. It's not real. It's not real. Don't believe anything you see today. I'm like, fuck. Or that one time, time Kame House did an episode where they're like, the podcast is over. Yeah. And I was like, no. Last year. <laughs> yeah. No, they really I got saw, me good. I saw one where it was uh, G Fuel is introducing a Chili Dog brand energy drink for Sonic. I was like, what? It's not real. Yeah, that can't be. Sure, sure uh, enough, it was you know, on April 1st. It's like, yeah, nothing nothing you read on April 1st is real until but you it is know real. Something? There it was a real one, and that was what was even stranger. There's this band uh, from like the early 2000s, like the post-hardcore era, called Lower Definition. Great band. I definitely recommend checking out their music. Uh, lots of singing and uh, breakdowns and all that. Anyway, they've been dead for a number of years now. They're coming back, and like they announced this all on April on April Fools. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is the cruelest thing to do to your fans, <laughs> and like have all this like merch and stuff, and like an- announce uh, like you're doing like a new album, this and that. And then it's actually real. Like they, <laughs> there's a music video, and I feel like days after, it's not like it was all taken down or anything. I was like, yeah. wow, did you guys realize what day you're announcing this on? <laughs> Yeah, anyone who's planning on announcing anything, be like, oh, yeah, we could do it probably, like, the first of the month. What's next month? April? Be like, just just push it a day. Just one more day. Exactly. Like, then people will believe you. But, yeah, if you do any of that April 1st, you'll assume it's fake. Yeah, I was like, this is super sus. I've been screwed before. Yeah. It's, I'm still mad there was the, uh, I think it was, I don't know if IGN made it, but IGN was where I saw it. It was a procedural cop drama but in the harry potter universe of like the horror yes and, oh and like God. the trailer looked good and then it's yeah. like haha april fools is like how dare you yeah that no, that's good. super super mean everybody wants that yeah. i mean yeah conceptually you hope someone would like take that and be like let's actually do something with this but uh I, then again they are working on a harry potter hbo show who the fuck knows what that is uh, going to come of that but and uh it probably puts money in jk rowling's pocket which nobody wants to do yeah we've talked about before like harry potter, because you do a whole fucking podcast about yeah. a niche harry potter product but it's like yeah if there was ever a time for that it's long since passed. Like it sure feels it, but no. I, and there's, I feel like, just going to be a Harry Potter renaissance in the sense of like, there's like certain music that's coming back. Like, again, the post-hardcore stuff, like uh, metalcore. I feel like there was a very like a peak of that in the early 2000s, and then it's kind of like dipped off. I feel like that scene's coming back strong. There's like uh, two bands, See You Space Cowboy and If I Die First. They did like a collab music video song, and it's like blowing up. So like, I feel like it's just like. All these things that we were super nostalgic for, or it's just like the trend is coming back for certain things. And one of them may be – one of them being Harry Potter, it seems, especially with Hogwarts Legacy on the horizon. That I'm still just like 
I, I want modern Harry Potter games and there's no such thing. And, and this way I'll at least be able to create my own wizard in that universe and explore whatever they have in store for me. It sounds super cool. But even still, I would like to play the old original Harry Potter games like, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, but in a remastered, uh, way. But I just know that's never going to happen. It, yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath for the new ones just because saw a lot of flashy stuff in the trailers. And that's what's in trailers. Flashy things to grab your attention. Yeah. So, E3 stuff. Yeah. yeah. We haven't heard anything since. And big licensed property games generally are pretty shit. Because, hey, oh, turns out putting your employees through me, crunch, crunch for three years nonstop and then laying them all off after the product's done, it's not a good work method. True. And they did uh, delay it till 2022, which it may or may be a good thing in the sense that, like, uh, maybe they realize they're just uh, putting too much pressure on their. No, that's not like, it. Let's, it was uh, I would hope. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Every no, corporation right. will disappoint you. They are all garbage. They all treat humanity as replaceable as the products they sell. It's always going to be disappointing. Have yeah. no faith in any corporation whatsoever. Fair enough. We've yeah, we've discussed this. Yeah. Um, but, but for anyone new, well, I was gonna say with the music, if you're like, oh, this music's making a comeback for some reason. If that music was popular in the tw- in 2000, that mu- music's 20 years old. Like, that's nostalgia now. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But if they are riding the, you know, trying to ride the nostalgia train of Harry Potter, sure, it'll be successful. It's going to be monumentous because it's a huge franchise. But it won't be as popular as they want it to be. That's like TV shows being like, uh, they only got 3 million viewers on a Friday night. I Love Lucy and its prime used to get 25 million. It's like, well, yeah, I Love Lucy was the only thing on like at that time. So like, you can't compare it to what it was. You have to adjust to yeah. you know, inflation, essentially, of what it is now. It'll so, definitely be a spike in interest and that spike, meaning it'll come back down. But even still, yeah. uh, it's it's... Interesting, like, that's what I mean. They have, like, a whole Harry Potter world at Universal Studios. Like, clearly there's enough Potterheads out there that they're like, we need to feed them more content, and we have nothing because the main movies and books are done, so. But, I mean, do you necessarily need more content? or Because there's plenty of stuff where it's, like, like Terry Pratchett books. It's, like, Discworld. It's, like, the books are out. It's done. There's no more stuff. Like, you can just reread those books or something. But it's yeah. the, it, the constant need of new stuff is what gives us the... Uh, uh, what Half Blood Print was the play, the unofficial play. The oh, sequel, the Cursed Child, yeah, Cursed Child, the Fantastic Beast, and Where to Find Them, and that's now a trilogy series, which I don't know anyone who's seen more than the first no, of. I haven't seen even the first one, and I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so yeah. yeah I, so this constant need for new content is just going to dilute the rest of it because it's like I'm just sick of Harry Potter. It's, it's how I feel about Star Wars. It's right. like, man, those movies were good. And then it get, you get inundated with so much Star Wars content. It's like, man, I don't give a fuck about this. Like, I'm done. I'm done with Star Wars. Get rid of all of it. I'm done. Yeah. So. So, yeah, this is a Harry Potter podcast for anybody new. Uh, yeah. no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's slowly been turning into that all because of me. Uh, but no, for real, uh, this is a video game podcast. Uh, let's talk about the games we've been playing. Bren, do you want to go first? I feel like. No, no, no. You first. God though. damn it. Okay. I want to hear what you're playing. Okay, well. In order to try to mitigate this this bet that Bren forcibly put me into, uh, about- I didn't force you anything. You agreed to this. <laughs> I, I guess this is I on did. you. But he said on previous episodes, like I within a month's time. So I still think I have a week or two left. Uh, I need to start playing another game other than Fall Guys uh, on a consistent basis. So I did stream the other day at least a solid two hours of Demon Souls, and I was thinking to myself. I'm stuck on this man-eater boss. I want to make some progress on the stream, and then uh, we'll we'll tackle this man-eater on stream. 
Long story short, the whole two hours meant absolutely nothing, and it was so brutal because I, I at least made a little bit of progress. I came to the conclusion I can summon people for help for that boss. For some reason, I thought this was a boss I had to take on by myself because every time I was not in soul form and I was like uh, in human form, I would be looking for the soul signs and they just never would appear. But uh, this this attempt I did on stream, I did see a, a couple of soul signs. The one would never connect no matter how many times. So like, it just makes it so frustrating how like difficult the online play is in Dar- Demon Souls specifically, but also the Dark Souls mm-hmm. games doesn't make it that much easier. But, um, I did get someone to help me out, but even in that fight, I ended up getting like launched over the edge because it's like a very narrow bridge you're fighting on. So this man eater is just absolutely brutal. After, like, I want to say, like, five attempts, I used maybe one stone of ephemeral eyes, and I was like, shit, I probably should have saved that. Anyway, I could also, like, go into other worlds and help other online players. The thing about that is it was kind of like a coin flip where sometimes when I would put down my soul sign, it would then be like, oh, you're being summoned to another world as a black phantom versus, like, someone who's going to help the other player uh, fight a boss. And when I would Mm -hmm. go as a black phantom, I was the boss in that area for latria so i'm like this boss with like that big like uh tornado looking like uh like Uh, turban uh, looking thing yeah it's very strange yes exactly his head gear and uh Mm -hmm. in order to beat that section you have to like face the online player as they're trying to kill you the boss and yeah i've i killed like i don't know like three or four people that way in order to regain my body back but i'm always like stressed out when i'm playing like pvp (laughs) i don't know why or when someone invades my world i'm like fuck i do not want to have to fight this person because it's like just a very challenging fight but uh for the most part i was just kicking people's asses as the boss so i'm like well that helped uh get my body back easily um But yeah, but also it just sucks. You have to wait for them to show up. So you're literally just like, and there's like a smoke barrier between you. You could attack them through the smoke barrier. So like, I was just like standing at the door, just trolling, being like, oh, let's wait for them. And then they came up and just like attacked me. I was like, fuck, (laughs) I didn't know you could (laughs) hit me through the smoke. So yeah, Yeah. it's been interesting revisiting that game. It's so fucking challenging. And that was my goal though. Once I kept losing, I'm like, let me go to this one area, grind like a couple thousand souls, maybe level up or maybe go buy some some more black pine resin because that's going to help me in the fight against the man eater and on mm-hmm. my way to go buy the black pine resin i died twice and lost all my souls and i was like okay time oh. to end the stream i didn't accomplish <laughs> anything it was so brutal oh that's why you play fall guys all the time yeah that, that's, that's definitely why i'm playing fall guys tonight because i'm like i can't handle that for four hours yeah i know that area because uh, yeah that was the first uh boss i fought back when I played on PS3 where I realized like, oh, you can become the boss in Demon Souls yeah. in certain areas. And with that area in particular, um, normally it's you put down your sign, like the white, white soapstone for if you want to go help people blue, if you want to like ally longer. There's like different, there's three different types. And then yeah. uh, black soapstone for when you want to invade as a black phantom. Uh, and in that particular area, if you're the black phantom, you become the boss, like you said. It doesn't matter what sign you put down. You put down any sign, Ah, there's a percentage chance of you becoming that ball. I think think that's how it was working for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, because normally you just put down whichever one you want to do, like so that way you're not caught off guard by it. But yeah, I think there's that area is unique because there's a chance you could just be the boss. And yeah, PvP sucks because you (laughs) find out how 
cheat like how people <laughs> cheese the game mechanics and yeah. just break shit especially in souls games but that was my favorite thing about it was seeing all the different characters i was up against i'm like man i would never make a build like this but yeah. it, and that also made me feel good about my build when i would beat them because i was thinking to myself i am the guy on the cover of demon souls i am that bland looking just a soldier i Standard. have a shield a sword and i really yeah. just level those fuckers up and uh dodge roll and as long mm-hmm. as i have my uh, equip level like low enough I can actually move quickly but yeah so that's what I mean I'm a very much a melee guy I don't even fuck with the magic or anything so yeah I, I wish I did I know that's one thing that would help me Souls. oh yeah but that yeah. would help me dramatically in this man eater fight apparently if I would have saved this one soul from earlier in the game and gave it to this one dude I could get the spell warding and it really like mm. i think it saves like 70 percent of all like melee hits done to you or like less damage and yeah. i was like yeah up against a man eater that would be priceless but yeah i fucked up and this is my playthrough now and i have to try to beat the man eater without warding every time i go to google i'm like uh weakness is the man eater or how to beat man eater <laughs> everyone's like first thing you want to do is get warding and i was like fuck yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna have to beat him without it well, that's the problem, too, if you focus mostly on, like, a melee class or a lot of, like, strength build, and then you get a good spell, it's like, cool, you can't use it, though, until your spell level's at a certain level. And True. And that, it's like half of your skill points have to re- reset and put into magic. So then, what was a good strength build and melee combat build is now kind of a half-ass build, but now you have that extra layer of protection. So it's kind of a gamble of, do you just want to go into all attack, or do you want to play it safe and do the defense, Yeah. you're going to be doing less damage? But you're multifaceted in that way. You can do other spells as well, yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, you know, putting your, all your eggs into one basket of, like, com- melee combat or diversify with spells. For sure. It's and, tricky. Yeah, I need some uh, specific, like, blade stones or whatever to upgrade my weapon further. In fact, I probably will be just Googling, like, where the hell do I get those? Because I'm not finding it on my own. But uh, yes. I some do want to beat this game. God damn it. I want to put this one, like, behind me and be like, I beat it on PS3. I beat it on PS5. Never playing it again. <laughs> <laughs> beat it on PS7. <laughs> I know. God damn it. That's probably what's how it's going to go down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I did play something other than Fall Guys. But, no, in Fall Guys, I'm still, like, getting crowns. <laughs> fairly consistently it's dude that's the thing i i always am watching other streamers and a lot of the time someone new to a fall guys chat will say to that streamer what's your favorite map what's your favorite final i feel like the answer to that question for me favorite map is slime climb i love that map i'm good at that map although sometimes it betrays me but then favorite final it's like a tie between hexagon and thin ice but honestly i think thin ice takes it so that pushes hexagon to second place but anytime i get those finals i have like God, I say I feel like more than a 50% chance of winning those because I'm just I have a good strategy. I have a good uh, success rate with them. But uh, man, I love me some fall guys. I'm going to be playing later tonight on the stream. Definitely will uh, plug the Twitch channel towards the end of the podcast. I mean, you certainly played enough. I hope you're getting good at at least some of the maps. Cause... It's definitely happening. I, the more I play, the better I get. And there's some cool, like, yeah, it's all about just cosmetics. So there's really, like, if, as, if I don't continue to win crowns, it's not like it matters. But if we do, hey, maybe we could get the gold chicken pet bottom or something. Who Or gold witch, I think, is the first one we could get. God, gold chicken is a long way away. <laughs> that's, it's weird that that's the goal. It's like, someday, I'll have a very silly mascot outfit. Well, it's cute because I've seen certain people like with their like dope ass squads where it's just like a whole squad of 
gold witches and they're like just crushing it. It's like, God damn it. They're going to be impossible to beat. Then again, there could be a whole squad of gold chickens, which means they're even better than the witches. It's just like, yeah, there's all sorts of Fall Guys players out there that are just insane. Literally in the thousands, hundreds of wins. Like I, I am literally, I think at 30 something. So if I get to a hundred, I'll feel good. But God, it's just insane how serious a lot of people take it. It, it's like if I saw like an Overwatch, if someone had a gold-plated weapon, and it's like, oh, you have a gold Tesla cannon for Winston? For Winston? Okay, I <laughs> no, I'm not playing this guy. Because it's just like, you got too much free time. Yeah, you have multiple you know, gold weapons. It's like, like I'm just going to leave this lobby quick. <laughs> yeah. It's either he's really good or just has sunk millions of hours and it's like i don't i don't want to fight that i don't well, want to play against that funny on stream there's been multiple occasions where i see them in my lobby and i'm like a sweating super hard being like we can get this crown chat we can do it and then by the end of it they're the one that wins and i'm like i knew it all along yeah <laughs> it's it'd just, be like yeah exactly so yeah but there's also with fall guys just such a big element of just random chance so it's just like they could easily just be knocked out by a stray you know person or something so but yeah, you never know. Yeah. And I'm thinking other than that, I was playing a little bit of game dev story on my phone again. I just love that game. It's just uh, fun and mindless, but really no update there other than if you haven't checked it out, you should. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. How about you, Brent? All right. I got a few things because it's, oh, it's the end of March. It's the end of March. There's stuff that came out. Uh, Warhammer, uh, Vermintide 2. Still playing a bit of that every now and then. Nice. Um, talked about before like with the less people on it servers aren't as bustling but uh still enough and it's it's weird because the difficulties the difficulty just seems to scale because it's one it's like a dynasty warriors game where it's just like you know four players versus a million enemies and you just slash through them all so it doesn't seem like the difficult the enemies get there's not more enemies and like they kind of get tougher as you go on they kind of get more like tactical and more health but not much it really just seems to be less resources more than anything with the difficulty uh, on, you know, easier level. It's health potions every, you know, every area, every environment. There's like a new health potion or some boost. Yeah. And on the hardest difficulty, there's none. And it's like, if you go down, you're just dead instantly. So that really seems to be the biggest change I've noticed in the difficulty of that. But it is fun because it's just, you're just tearing through just hordes and hordes of you know, rat men and monsters and plague ridden people. And the, the combat is really fun. I am, I'm not surprised. There are still people playing it, people modding it and doing all sorts of things to uh, keep it alive. Cause it is real fun, but there's, it's, it's also, it's got that loot element of like an RPG where it's just like, you got all these magical items. It's like trash, 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 you know, this is a good one. And you, know, <laughs> you get, when you level up, you do get like loot boxes, and there's different stuff in the levels you can pick up. Uh, you can pick up tomes and grimoires and carry them to the end of the level. And if you beat the level with that, you get extra experience. Um, but it takes the place of one of your potions, one of your health potions or a strength potion or something. So you got to sacrifice that in order to get the extra points. So when you beat that, you get like a box and you get three items with it. So it is fun getting like the different weapons and loot and stuff, but it is very quickly like. Here's 20 new items. It's like, cool, I only need four of those at any given time. So it's like, just throw the rest away. Yeah. But it is cool seeing the different... Each hero you can play as has, like, four different melee weapons and I think four different ranged weapons. So it is really interesting to see, like, oh, I got a good Gatling gun now. I guess I'm a Gatling gun player now. Or like, ooh, I got the, you know, battle axe instead of the warhammer. I guess I gotta learn how to use the battle axe now. 
and you could just stick to your you know favorite weapons and just never use anything else but you're going to get out leveled real fast by everyone else so it is it's cool seeing a game that kind of like strongly encourages you to just like switch it up switch stuff up constantly like constantly yeah. swap out heroes and up level them all up at the same time instead of just sticking to only one so it is fun seeing that and yeah like i said before i don't know what the hell's happening in that game i don't know the story whatsoever but it's just a fun like like i said left for dead fantasy melee sort of game it's great that's awesome uh what else happened among us map came out the new map for among us oh yeah so, so that's How is all it? uh i only played a bit because i'm planning on playing with some friends later uh t- tomorrow actually but few changes uh they plan on uh changing the art style a bit and increasing it from 10 players to a 15 player lobby soon Ooh. that update that update's not out yet but they are planning to do it um Art style's fine. I got over. I mean, the map, the new map has ladders, so you see your characters have big hands come out and climb the ladder, which is real weird and upsetting <laughs> at times. Yeah. Um, art style, I really have no problem with. If they want to update it, that's fine. If they don't, that's also fine. Um, Fifteen player lobby makes sense though for the new map because it's so massive. It's yeah. so much bigger than all the other maps. Like it's probably as big as all the other maps combined. So it's huge. Were you complaining about like lobby issues in the past with this game though? Like increasing yeah. the player amount? Is that going to like make it even harder to fill? I don't know because anytime I saw like a public lobby, it's like, oh, it's got nine out of 10 players. I click it. And it's like, oh, maps already filled. It's like, okay, uh, let me go to another game. This one's got seven out of 10 players. Click it. Already filled. All right. Uh, this one's got three out of 10. Already filled. It's like, I, I just saw it. How is it already filled? Like, yeah. So that might've been when it was at its peak and like it was, the servers were super overloaded with players, and it's just constant, constant. Um, maybe with increasing the lobby, you maybe only need how many players do you need? I think the minimum number of players you need is five to play. Okay, and that way, that way, there's only one trader. And then if you need two traders, it has to be a minimum of like eight players. And then for three traders, it has to be a minimum of ten players. So maybe with a bigger lobby, that'll increase the chances of like the lobby's not being filled to capacity instantly as yeah. much. So that might help. And with 15 players, I can only imagine the newest map being all 15 players. I can't yeah. imagine doing 15 on the smaller ones. Crowded. Yeah. Maybe the, like, there was previously a bigger map, like a biggest map that was like on a planet. That could probably house 15 pretty comfortably. Um, and you can give everyone the same task and give everyone different tasks. Like, so there's always going to be plenty of tasks for everyone to do. Uh, and, you know, half the, half that game is just, the meta of like lying to people, confusing them and tricking them. So like half the game is just messing with people. So you don't even really need to do the task itself per se to keep them occupied. So maybe the top, like the two biggest maps could house 15. I can't imagine the lower ones being 15. There's probably gonna be a player limit for those. Um, but yeah, the, the lobby systems better, at least from what I've seen, I've seen, I seems like they've done a lot of infrastructure updates on their servers because, there was a lot of crashing and stuff uh, previously because, hey, this game came out in 2018. They didn't expect a just massive resurgence two years later for no reason. So I love the relationship with Fall Guys they have. There's an Among Us skin in the uh, season update, and I just got it. So, yeah, a lot of people are rocking that as I'm playing the game. So, yeah, love to see them on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they came out like at the exact same time, and they pretty similar characters, like mascots. Uh, have you even played Among Us? 
Uh, me personally, no, yeah. I never got around to it. I know it's on mobile. I've yeah. watched a handful of streams. It seems fun, but just doesn't seem like the game for me. I'm gonna, you know me. I if I'm the <laughs> imposter, people you only would, play Fall Guys. I basically yeah. would just be like, "Hey guys, it's me." <laughs> There's definitely. Like, <laughs> I've gotten. I've played games in like public lobbies where someone caught me, like I was the traitor, and I killed someone in front of someone else twice in a round. <laughs> And got away with it both times by, like, deflecting and be like, oh, it was green. I was like, no, it wasn't. You can't prove that. I was with Blue a minute ago. Blue was like, yeah, I saw him running by me. It's like, he saw me run by on my way to kill the other guy. Yep. Like, so I was able to deflect it, like, twice in one match. And I I don't know how I did it because the other guy saw me. Yeah. So If it was but, down to me versus one other person, they're the imposter. I'm not. I'd probably vote for myself. Be like, it's, it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think it might be me. There are definitely some people who can't lie to save their lives and it's just like uh yeah hey, i think brian's the imposter and it's like why would you say that he's definitely the imposter <laughs> like you know versus when you accuse someone who's not the imposter it's like no it's definitely not like the the tone and the emotion in the voice gives away so much yeah but that's you can only do that if you're playing with people you know in discord because there is no voice chat in the game and once you're good at the game you just can easily mimic that like ability to be yeah. like oh this is i'm it's a ruse an easy strategy is uh, someone accuses me, uh, like you accuse me, I say, no, I'm not the imposter. Here's the thing. We all agree to throw out Doug, and if Doug's not the imposter, then you throw me out. Yeah. And that and that's kind of the go-to strategy for a lot of people, because if that first person is the imposter, then they're right, and they're safe. If they're not the imposter, then they just got someone else killed, as well as whoever else they killed previously. But now people kind of know that. And because that's like the meta of people are aware of that's the go-to strategy, they're also countering that of being like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're figuring it out right now. Like, yes. So like the tasks are all really just busy work. And the real game is the uh, secret Hitler, one night ultimate werewolf, all the meta, like uh, a town of Salem, I think is the one uh, where it's the deception of discussing it with everyone and figuring out who it is. Like I said, though, you're probably only doing the voice chat. If you actually know people, and like are in a discord call with them because there isn't in the game so and they've also kind of tweaked that as well in the game so with the public matches you can't just type anymore you can't just do text like open up a text box and start typing away even when you call a meeting now it's a, a wheel of dialogue options you have to scroll through and choose which ones you want so you go to like questions, statements, locations, systems, all this other like all these categories. Okay. Go into one of the categories, then pick which statement you want to ask. So it's like questions, where, question, who. Um, or you can do like accusations where it's like go into accusations, go to like A player killed B player, and then you go to locations and pick where they killed them in that location. So I think this is their way of kind of nerfing the toxicity in the game, because with anything. You're going to get a lot of people... With anything that's popular, you're going to get a lot of people playing it. Yeah. With anything with a lot of people, it's going to get bad real quick because people yeah. are inherently scum and, by their nature, disgusting. Even as you're uh, describing this, it makes me think of, like, the online communication in Demon Souls. Like, they, it's very much like, yeah, pick a location, a verb, a this, yeah. and that, and form a sentence, and then you can put it down because it very much limits you to what's available. So, yeah, I've seen, like, stupid-ass messages. I, I forget if it's Demon Souls or Dark Souls, but it's just, like tongue the butthole or something and yeah like, people Jesus still Christ. find ways exactly so, <laughs> so like god um, damn it so even with the limited like vocabulary they're still gonna find loopholes to it yes but with this 
this is trickier because Demon Souls, you just put down a message and it's like, good luck. And that's just kind of a tip for other players. In this, it's an active conversation of you trying to accuse a murderer and right. convey the correct information within a limited time. So when you find a, me- a body or when you call a meeting, you only have so much time to discuss it. And then you have so much time to vote on who you're ejecting. And the person making the match can decide how much voting time, you, how much discussion and voting time you get. So I think the most you can have is four minutes, two minutes for each. And that's way too fucking long. But now that all the dialogue has to be done through a series of menus and a dialogue wheel, you're going to need all of the time you can get. So that's going to really lengthen before you could just be like, uh, purple in the med bay, done. And now you have to like click four times to get that sentence out. And if you don't have all of that memorized where those options are in the dialogue wheel, it'll take you a bit to find them. Yeah. So I understand this is a way mainly to counter the toxic people who aren't just going to Among Us and role-playing Hitler or just saying racial Ugh. slurs or yeah. awful shit like that, which I've seen plenty of times. I oh, fully understand Jesus. why they're trying to limit this. Yeah. So um, I can see why they did this. It's going to be re- like I don't want to play with public games now knowing that that's the only option because yeah. it's so harder because a lot of people don't even realize that. They'll jump into Among Us, think it's the same old thing, and go, we have 30 seconds to discuss it and 15 seconds to vote on it. Go. And then, like, when you find a body, you spend 25 seconds just trying to figure out how the dialogue wheel works. Yeah. The next 10 seconds, everyone's saying the same thing because they were already writing a message before you wrote your message. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. And now you got five seconds and now you got to vote. It's like, uh, Orange. It's like, he wasn't the imposter. It's like, what do we do? Like, I don't know what to do now. Jesus. So it gets, it's, it's messy. I don't know if it's the best solution i don't know if there's a better solution i definitely agree that there needed to be a solution for what was happening but but the timer is the problem it sounds like it just gives people more time to adapt to this new interface because clearly it's they're not familiar with it and you're gonna need to convey important information like you said it feels like yeah if you're just spending that whole time just writing one thing you all see that and it's like now it's time to vote that's not enough time to really have a discourse well, that's the thing. One game I played, someone just went, uh, it's this character, like this player, and everyone's trying to write the message, and then time ran out, so then everyone just voted for that guy, because he's the only one that had any... Got a message out, yeah. Only got the message out. So everyone voted for who that was, and it's like, he wasn't the imposter. It's like, well, fuck, like, all right, well, I don't know. He could have been wrong. He could have yeah. saw something wrong, or that guy might have been the imposter throwing someone else on the Oh, list. yeah. But and we don't worked. know, because so little was conveyed. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you're definitely right. It's, it's very time-reliant. And people are going to learn that as they play. Once they realize it's a dialogue wheel, they'll be like, oh, now we need a ton of more time and choose that when they make the game lobby, which is fine. But it's it's just going to be trickier. I don't know if there's a way they could have had a sensor bo- or like a sensor mechanic in the game. Yeah. If it's like anything else we've seen, once again, people are always going to find a way around it. You're going to just take – if you put in a racial slur in a sensor uh, a list of like blacklisted words you can't say, they're just going to find new ways to spell it. So, like, they'll find a ways around it. So, like, this might be the best option. This might not be. the. I don't know. This is a very difficult situation for any game developer, especially with the online community that's as big as this. Yeah. So, I, I appreciate their efforts, but just hate when it, like, actually interferes with the actual playing of the game. You know, it reminds yeah. me, I was watching a Doughboys stream on Twitch earlier, and it was Nick Weiger playing uh, Family Feud on Game Boy Advance. Jesus. And it was, but the funny thing is he's playing it, like, through his, like, PC or something, and he had, like, a, a I don't, I want to say, like, a PS4 or PS5 controller in his hand, but it was, his hands were behind his back. So he's literally playing the 
game in the most mind melting way I've ever like with his hands behind his back, just like because it's comfortable for him. He's strange. And uh, in order to like answer, like they got to like what's it called in Family Feud where it's like the final one, oh, big money or whatever, where you can win twenty thousand dollars if like uh, in a short amount of seconds you guys get like five. Uh, questions and then uh, we uh, go to the survey results and count up your points and you have to get 200 points I believe uh, if you're trying to win the $20,000 so the way the game worked though in like as far as the interface is concerned as it's asking the 20 sec or the 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 five questions it puts 30 seconds on the clock and yeah to answer these questions you have to like type on a keyboard uh, your answer and it was literally insane like you have to type so fast because there's only 30 seconds that mm-hmm. i feel like i'm thinking to myself get well he he did point out uh that the timer would only uh slow as he was entering letters but like as you're like uh i don't know using the cursor to get to the other letters the clock is going down so like they'd had a little bit of a way to uh, like just kind of mi- minimally slow it down but even even Not still enough. i just feel like you should give i want to say knowing that you have to have keyboard input on a, a time-based thing like give 10 seconds per five thing even though in all reality on the tv show it's 30 seconds each just yeah. so the person can input what they want and in one instance his answer uh it was like the question was oh a common thing people put on top of yogurt as uh an ingredient and he put in berries the word berries as the answer and it got zero from the audience and then once we got to the end of the game it was like oh number one answers and one of the number one answers Turtle. was strawberries and we're uh. like how are berries not strawberries or like Gotta be uh, exact. Gotta well, be specific. And, well, and what's interesting there is he uh one of the things that was like uh one one thing you could live without and he his answer was eating out and the game translated it to meals and it's like okay so it can pick like like common inputted things and be like yeah. this is what we all meant. Long story short though like it really screwed him over the first time around on the first five questions because he's like that went so fast. I he only answered two of them and the rest it was just like pass on. So like I think he had twenty points and it, he needed a whopping one hundred and eighty to pull it off. And everyone in the stream at this point is like it's our first time. Like uh, we'll we'll get it next time. And lo and behold, he typed so fast with his hands <laughs> behind his back all number one answers. And uh, got yeah. 180 points on the nose and literally got 200 and won the big money. Chat was losing their shit. I was like, I don't think anybody saw that coming, especially considering how the first time it went around, uh, uh, the first round out of two. It was yeah. insane. So, yeah, I definitely recommend checking out that VOD if that interests you. But, yeah, it was just very reminiscent of like, man, give us more time if you're trying to have us answer these questions in 30 seconds. Five questions. And I'm like typing words like strawberries on like a little mm-hmm. – input keyboard good god yeah it's definitely tricky when it's you know limited communication but it's also when communication is the biggest problem within your game and just a cesspool of human uh toxicity yeah you gotta find a way to nerf it a bit yeah um so the dot like if you make a game since you haven't played it when you make a lobby for it you make the rules you make the restraints for a lot of the stuff oh that's cool even the characters like speed so you can definitely add time to it. You, I think the minimum time is 15 seconds, which no one can do anymore. And the maximum time is like two minutes for both. Okay. So you can do a total of four minutes. And I think it's just going to be the player base just getting used to this dialogue wheel. Yes. And adding the more discussion time. Because like, yeah, we're, you're going to have to discuss it in a new way. And it's going to take a lot, lot longer. So it's not going to just people dogpiling on like, uh, where was the body? Uh, Medbay. I think it was brown. 
everyone vote Brown out. It's like, I what? No, I didn't even have a chance to, and he's already voted out. Yeah. Because there are some people who would only, would put the clocks to the shortest amount of time, and you just had to speed through it, and they didn't care whether they were voting people out correctly or not. It was just to speed the game up. Right. So, it's definitely going to change how the game is played, so it'll be interesting to see how that comes off, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a massive turnoff for me from playing any public games right. like with random people because I don't enjoy going through that dialogue wheel. Um, I've just done the free play where you can just explore a level and just see everything in the level, and that's just what I've done on the new map. I've gone around and just saw what all the tasks were and all the stuff. Um, some new tasks, a lot of new little like Easter eggs in the new map because it's so huge. There's a, a old dial combination vault where you have to spin the dial on the vault to open it. That task is bullshit and will piss everyone off doing it because it is not accurate or clear enough of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so expect a lot of people being mad about that online. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to play it tomorrow with some friends, see how that is with a smaller group or just on voice chat. I, I think it'll be fine with voice chat where you can actually discuss stuff without the dialogue wheel. But I do think that's going to impact like the public lobbies of just playing with random people, not on voice chat. So who knows? Maybe just random disc among us Discord servers will be popping up like weeds of just like everyone get in this one as soon as the match starts and you type it out. Well, no, you can't even type it out in the lobby because even in the lobby, you store voice force to the dialogue wheel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, there wouldn't even be a way to express that. I'm like, go to this Discord and type in this. So it'll be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that still seems to have a lot of heat and momentum behind it. And, you know, they're doing good. They won a bunch of awards like two years after just because some streamers played it and it exploded in popularity. Hell yeah. So, I'm hoping they have more updates in store for the fans. I, them putting out a new map is promising. Yeah. I mean, them just being like, hey, everything we were doing in Among Us 2, we're just putting in the first one now. Like all the stuff we have prepared for the sequel. So that way you don't have to buy it again. Like, yeah. That's cool enough. I'm, good I'm move. fine with that. So, but, you know, they also have a bunch of, like, little, like, cosmetic stuff you can buy of, like, little pets that follow you around. So they, they do have additional content if you do want to pay them more for it. Um, and then right after that, I didn't play it, but I will uh, talk about it quickly. Uh, e- oh, fuck, now I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Evil Mastermind, I believe. Ooh, nope, now I'm forgetting it. I was going to say, are second. you talking about Basta? <laughs> Uh, God, maybe I won't talk about it. Evil Genius. That's it. Evil Genius Two: World Domination. That came out uh, recently, and that was definitely a game I had my eye on. Um, the the first one, Evil Genius One, was from two thousand four, so that's going on seventeen years old now. Jesus. Yeah, we're old, Doug. Yeah. Um, but that one, came, the sequel came out recently, and. Uh, ooh, looks like it got mixed reviews now. Had a positive the first day it came out, but I guess people are <laughs> shitting on it now. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but that's definitely just, like, a very fun, silly game of, like, you play as an evil genius, a very James Bond caricature of a villain, and um, it's a, a base-building game where you, you know, you build your evil base on, like, a remote island. You have the cover in front of, like, it's a casino. There's nothing shady here, wink, wink. And behind all these secret doors, it's like a laboratory and all the, you know, these torture chambers and all this stuff. Um, 
Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, people are kind of being like, yeah, it's it's still broken and buggy at times, or like, this is just really irritating, but... The art style is very reminiscent of The Incredibles for me, for some yeah. reason. I really yeah, I I like that. that aspect of it, but um, I don't know. I'm a good guy. Fuck villains. No, I'm just you kidding. You are a push. <laughs> you cannot lie. You can't be a villain. No, I know. Yeah. Um, it, it, I have my on it. I on it just because I've been craving a base building game recently, or just a world building game sort of like this. Yeah. And this seems, yeah, just very fun. Doesn't take itself so seriously. It's not command and conquer, like, with a war. And it's a unique idea where you don't see it too much of, like, you're building a base and you'll have spies and agents invading your base. And you have to try and capture them and interrogate them for information and all this stuff. Uh, if they get away, like, a special agent will appear, like James Bond, you know, not, Actually, James Bond, because of copyright reasons, but like someone like that will come in. Uh, so something got a unique uh, idea behind it, but yeah, it seems like the review eyes of like they need to work out some stuff. See, the problem with the world building kind of games or the base building kind of games, there's so much going on that it's very easily for like, hey, this thing just doesn't work, or like, hey, this is really complicated and clunky to use and needs to be streamlined a lot. So it seems like they got some bugs to work out with that. But I'll say for anyone who wants just a very fun, over-the-top, cartoonish, uh, base-building, world-building game, city builder, uh, check out Evil Genius 2. That's it's also like thirty-five. It's forty bucks full full price, and it's a discount right now. So it's you know it's cheap. It's not sixty. So hell yeah. That. That's one thing I meant to mention earlier is a game I intend on streaming regularly. Uh, I obviously I was I'm doing Demon Souls for a little bit here, but I'm probably gonna shift <laughs> yeah, that's that the one to, that's occupying your time. I'm gonna shift that off stream most likely so I can get at least to the point where I'm leveled up enough so I can take on the man eater and be like, guys, we're gonna actually beat it, and not spend two hours just uh, dicking around and getting nothing accomplished. But mm-hmm. I, I was looking through my PlayStation library and I saw this game that I have and I started really liked, never did anything with, but it's called Grab. Gravity Rush, and in Japan, it's oh, yeah. also known as Gravity Days. But uh, it was from 2012, released on uh, PlayStation Vita, and they have the remastered version uh, on PlayStation 4, and I have it available, downloaded already on my PS5. So I do want to dip back into that. But like that game was just like so aesthetically just interesting how they utilize gravity as a game mechanic and everything. So I do want to just like stream something story driven on stream and see how it goes because yeah this game looks super like right up my alley i don't know why i never finished it it's very just interesting i I thought you beat it yeah no i never did there's a sequel too so if you like it enough you can get gravity rush 2 i wonder if i have that already we'll have to see you probably do (laughs) i i do but yeah well I'll have to get to both of them on stream. They just seem like very fun streamable games. And anyone that tunes in might not be aware of the series and we can experience together, listener. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then the other thing that came out uh, a few days ago, talked about plenty, Binding of Isaac DLC. Oh, shit, it happened. <laughs> so that's out. And yeah, sinking plenty of time into that. There is new maps, new floors, bunch of new enemies, bunch of new power-ups, few new characters you got to unlock. So yeah, I'm I'm digging into that. Just back in the roguelike minds, grinding away. There's uh, right away when you beat immediately when I started the game, I, I immediately noticed all the graphical updates. Uh, the hearts glow when they beat when they're on the floor now, so you got a little like light color to it. Um, well, with the graphics, absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful, remarkable. Nothing in this game. 
Uh, this game's Damn. ugly as shit. I mean, oh, no. it's, I mean it in, it's intentionally ugly. You're an abused child wandering around the basements of your house into caves and into just bloody orifices of other beings. Everything's covered in shit and blood and piss and tears. Like, it's all intentionally ugly. But, like, looking at some of the remodels, like, they've remodeled a lot of the, like, just graphically redid a lot of stuff. But some of the newer enemies, too, and some of the newer upgrades are just hideous. <laughs> like, it's just so gross. And it's intentionally supposed to, so it does well. It does great. But it's just like, God, man, it doesn't have to be that ugly. <laughs> like, some of the stuff is like, oh, I don't want to, I want to kill this enemy as fast as I can, just because I don't want to look at it anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah. Plenty of new items, upgrades. Um, right away, You can, uh, when you beat a level now, when you beat the first level, you have a different option of going into the next floor or going into like kind of the sewer system, which is a new area, but you have to use a key to get to it. Uh, and then with the sewer system, the floor is flooded, which allows new enemies of like, originally there's spiders that attack you, small spiders. In this, there are like the water gliding spiders. So now they'll float around the whole area and be a lot quicker and harder to predict their movements. Or some enemies will hide in the water and then pop out of the water and like sneak up on you and stuff. And then as well as that, of course, there's new bosses for those floors. As well as that, uh, I think by the third or fourth floor, you can blow up. You can beat the boss in the boss room and then there's a new door appears. You can blow that door up and it's the mines. So it's like a big labyrinth of a bunch of different floor or a bunch of different rooms all combined together. And it's all mine carts and lava based and like rock, really rocky and like stalactites and stalagmite enemies. Um, so that's like another new whole area for like two or three floors. Nice. Um, that one's, uh, that one's, I would say it's tougher because of the mine carts because there's a boss who rides around in a mine cart and it's very hard to hit. But once you knock them out of the mine cart, it pretty much kills them. So it's, it's easy after the halfway point. But yeah, it's, it changes. A lot. Um, they've even reworked some of the items that are in the previous games and changed them a bit and tweaked them. So, you know, if some stuff was a little redundant, you know, it's like, oh, this one gives you health up. This one gives you health up and damage. Now that first one that just did health up gives you a little extra as well, so I think. So they've tweaked some abilities and items. Um, but yeah, the, even the enemies they fought, like Mom, who was the traditional boss of the game, or the starting boss, she's noticeably harder now. So I don't recommend it on anyone, but I would love to see someone jump into this DLC with everything included, fresh, with no idea what's happening. Yeah. Because there's so fucking much. Like, this this is a DLC for the veterans who, like me, who've been playing it nonstop since it came out, who has everything, every item memorized, and now it's like, all right, now we're going to throw you a curveball and mess some stuff up. Hell yeah. Because... There's so much where it's like, oh, this item looks good. You get it, and now you've ruined your own run and didn't even realize it. And like for any new player, I can't imagine having to learn all of these items now and all of these enemy types and all of these items that combo into other stuff and could be great or much worse, depending on which ones you combine them with. As they're still trying to figure out the original set of, in- of items and all this yeah. other abilities and stuff. Yeah. So much. There's so much going on. It's really interesting. Um, there's... There's so much stuff that combos into, like, I was doing a run where I thought I would be terrible, and then I got one item, and it changed everything, and I was able to just, not even just beat the boss on the run I was at, I was able to go back to the other bosses and continue to beat them, 
you know, when I thought previously I was going to die on like the second floor. So it's, it's crazy how much stuff changes. Um, so far I've unlocked Bethany, which is one of the new characters. And the cool thing with her is she gets a book where she's pretty standard, like stat wise and basic. Uh, but she has a book that she starts off with where when you use it, you get a little fireball that'll float around you and also shoot tears when you shoot tears. And, uh, when you get soul hearts of any kind, that powers up the book, oh, and it just powers up regularly, like a regular item, and you can keep using it and get up to eight eight little fireballs that float around you that shoot all at the same time, so eight bullets as well. So it really stacks well. Damn. And then the, if those fireballs get hit by an enemy or touch an enemy, they'll disappear. But that does give you a bit of a buffer for when you know, so you don't get hit. The really cool thing is she has that uh, as an active item. She can also get another active item that stacks on top of the book so that when you use that item, it'll do whatever that item's effect is, and then it'll also create a fireball. But that fireball that floats around her is going to be unique to whatever item she used with it. So there's a book called, like, The Book of Secrets, which will tell you, like, where a secret room is on that floor if you use it. And it's got a big question mark on the book cover. If you use that book with her other book, uh, instead of a fireball appears, it'll be a flaming question mark that'll float around her. And then it'll still shoot fireballs, but sometimes the fireball changes depending on what the item is. Okay. So you can get an item that gives you, like, homing shots that, like, track enemies. If you create a fireball with that item, the fire the tear shot from that fireball will also be tracking. So it, comb- it, it takes on the properties of whatever the item is you use with the book. Right. And then there's other stuff, like, with the Book of Secrets with a floating question mark. Uh, it'll just shoot regular fi- it'll just shoot regular tears from the burning question mark, but if the question mark uh, fireball is destroyed by an enemy or like uh, blown up or touched by an enemy, it's destroyed. That'll also reveal a secret on that floor, like the book would. So it's really cool that it is both a very the starting book she has is also very good by itself. Yeah. But then combos with all the other active items and then continues to add those properties to those fireballs as well and just continues to stack and really add to it yeah that's sick so she is an incredible character to play as if anyone is playing the new dlc i recommend trying to get bethany it's not that hard you just play as uh uh lazarus plays lazarus on hard mode and you just don't die once lazarus can automatically revive that's his special ability so you just don't die at all and you can unlock her nice Um, so yeah, she's really good. She's really good. Uh, the only downside is because her book is fueled by spe- uh, by soul hearts, that's uh, like temporary HP. So for anyone who doesn't know, if you're playing Binding of Isaac, you have hearts. And if you get hurt, you can replenish them with other hearts. But soul hearts, if you get hurt, they're just gone forever. But they are like a buffer for you know your actual health. Um, the downside is she can't collect soul hearts. The soul hearts fuel the book. So that's the only downside is if you get a ton of soul hearts, you're not getting them as health. You're getting them as fuel for your weapon. Right. So, yeah, that's a good trade-off. Because the book is so good, I honestly don't mind it. Yeah, but it, it had to it, be balanced. Yeah, but it does suck when you're like on one real heart and you find a bunch of soul hearts. I'm like, I need health. Yeah. I need real health. Like, I can't trade these. So the good thing is it does stack. So even if it goes past the amount that your active item can hold the soul hearts will continue to stack and you can just keep using them. So uh, there's no limit to how many you can collect, which is very nice. Nice. Um, and yeah, there's just so many more items and stuff. Um, there's more challenges. There's like 
said challenges where it's like, ah, complete uh, a whole standard run up to fighting mom using only these items and not gaining any more items or, you know, different little um, tricks they give you to, you know, try and make it harder for you to beat a run. I honestly stopped doing the challenges at the last DLC. It gets so, it's too hard now. Like, the last set of challenges were too hard. Um, real quick, because I know there's a ton I could ramble on. Uh, one of them I played, one of the new challenges is called Baptism of Fire, where you play as Bethany, but you can't shoot any tears. The what? only The only way you can attack is with this item, where it's this kind of, like, white vase that you hold, and uh, when you activate it as an item, it shoots fire out. It does a lot of damage. It does good damage with this fire, like, essentially a flamethrower. The downside is, it has limited ammo, and the way you get ammo is by killing enemies. And it kind of takes the soul of the enemy and uses it as ammo. Okay. So that means the only way you can attack is if you're constantly killing enemies and getting more souls to then use as ammo. And if you're out of souls, you can't attack anymore. Yeah. And that's it. That's broken. And, I mean, it's a challenge. It's meant to be very difficult. So it's... Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a standard run. This is like a special challenge run where like they're they're trying to make it as hard as possible for you. Um, you can do this like you can still fight enemies with bombs if you have them, or have enemies jump into spikes or kill each other if they can. Okay. Um, the problem is though, boss rooms. I've never beaten the first boss on this challenge mode because, like I said, you gain ammo by actively killing the enemies. In a boss room, typically there's only one enemy, and it's the boss. Yeah. So you run out of ammo real quick, and then you don't have any ammo left, and the boss just kills you. So it's really hard. <laughs> so that's why with the challenges, I kind of just stopped on the last DLC, because I'm like, I can't I can't beat any of these, <laughs> let alone unlocking what they are. So it's tough. It's real tough, but it's good. That's what we, you know, that's what people want. You've been playing the game this long. It's first Binding of Isaac came out uh, 2011. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, wow. So it's Binding of Isaac came out, and Binding of Isaac DLC came out, and I think another DLC came out, and a Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which is essentially a remaster and a sequel where they add more content, and then like two more DLCs came out for that. So it's it's a huge game. There's so much content. So that's all I'm going to be doing for a good <laughs> while. Fair enough. As I'll continue to play Fall Guys. Um, yeah. Well, let's maybe, before we wrap this episode up and do some plugs, is there anything going on in the news? I have one thing I want to contribute, and it's uh, Target takes drastic measures to stop Pokemon card scalpers. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so insane right now. Uh, they have this sign up in their stores to ensure the safety of all guests and team members and the fair distribution of high-demand items, all MLB, NBA, NFL, and Pokemon cards, nineteen ninety nine <laughs> above. One uh, of these well, is not like the other. Well, yeah, and it will be sold only on Fridays at 8 p.m. on a first-come, wow. first-served basis. So wow. that's brutal. Like, the, any Limited. kids that really want to get this, it's like, I guess I'm skipping school. Uh, but no, for real, like that, or you're sending I, mom and dad to go get them. Like, that's uh, Fridays I, at 8 a.m. I'd luck. be very curious about any kids actively playing card games anymore. Pokemon, though. Uh, well, yeah, Pokemon! Uh, what's the last time you met any kid who was like, I have a physical card game? I mean, I don't how, how often are you talking to kids? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but, like, I feel like it, it would all be digital now. Like, you know, 
you can get cards on pretty much every Steam has trading cards now. When you buy a game and play it for three hours, you get like five cards you can then just sell back on the Steam marketplace. And it's also uh, funny how much of like a double edged sword it is with the pandemic being like, oh, it's a reinvigorated interest in card games because everyone's in stuck at home. But then it's also like nobody wants to it. play these games because yeah. <laughs> it's all exchanging cards via hands and stuff. It's all, yeah, very germ re- related. It's like the board game boom we talked about like a little while ago. Where it's like, Board games are doing great. There's more than ever. It's like, you can't play with anybody because you can't be yeah. near anybody. Yeah, but so. that's the thing. I do intend on on the Facebook uh, that's all about the Harry Potter trading card game. There's a few people that want to do some like online Skype matches, so hopefully I'll be participating in that. But there is like a digital untap.in interface where you can go build your own decks and play people online. I'd probably probably have more fun doing that, but I do like having the tangible cards and building the decks. It's yeah. just very fun. I mean, even now, you know, I'm playing D&D digitally, but I'm still looking at all people making these custom dice, and I'm just like, ooh, what if I bought more dice? What if I bought a $200 pair of dice I can't fucking use? Like, no, I don't do that, but I'm tempted to. I'm very tempted to. Exactly. But yeah, so I'm proud of Target for making it so, like, people aren't just showing up at Target, clearing out entire shelves worth of Pokemon cards and being like, haha, they're all mine. Yeah, showing up when the truck drops them off at, like, exactly. 3 in the morning. And then going on eBay and selling it for three times the price. Like, yeah. that's... Uh, don't get me wrong. This is America. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but it's very <laughs> shitty. That's and the I think, problem. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate Target's efforts, but again, Fridays at 8 a.m. seems kind of bizarre. At least do it on a, on a Saturday or something where people have a chance. I- well, I think they're doing it on Friday, like on during the week, and not doing it on Saturday to limit the number of people because then it'll just be True. even more people. But so. wouldn't you just want people showing up anyway? They've realized it's like, oh, they're still out of Pokemon cards. Let me go hit up the towel aisle or something. I don't know. I mean, they can't be making that much money off the trading cards because I'm sure, I'm sure a ton of that money is just going right back to the you know, publishers and the rights. Oh yeah, and all that stuff. So I'm sure they're not making a ton of money, and it's for them for the retail stores. It's just limiting the hordes of people swarming the store all at once. And it's like, now you got one day to deal with it, and it's going to be for like an hour because you know they're going to swarm and buy it all out real quick. So it's like, instead of just doing it, you know, fighting people all week, now we can just publicly say, hey, this is when we're doing it. Good luck. And just kind kind of compartmentalize and consolidate their struggle with it as a store. Yeah. But I've definitely seen a few articles, not like specifically not just Target, like a few other retailers online as well. Like, people are like taking note of like this is this is a weird gold rush of trading cards right now oh my god yeah there's definitely people screwing it up for everyone else so it's like we gotta kind of step in here now and like manage shit so it's infiltrating the harry potter scene too we have boxes at three thousand that doesn't exist anymore it it exists all right anyway uh anything else going on before we wrap this up uh only thing i want to mention just real quick is uh the dynasty warriors movie that they're making uh, I was unaware of this, or you might have mentioned it. I think we mentioned in passing when we first heard that they were making it, but they're, yeah, they're making a live-action Dynasty Warriors movie. And I love me the Dynasty Warriors franchise. Well, I love the early ones, and then all the spinoffs they've done. Like, the One Piece Dynasty Warrior games, like the Pir- Golden Pirate Warriors or whatever, that's actually legit as shit. That's real fun. And if you want to catch up on One Piece and not read a thousand chapters of the manga, or, the anime, or watch the anime... That's actually a great way to catch up on it. Like, legitimately probably the best way to catch up. Dynasty Warriors. Uh, great series. Any of doesn't know, it's basically just recaps Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Like, the three armies that fought over the foundation of China. Like, their history and stuff. And it's great. It's it like 
Vermintide 2. It's just one versus a thousand big slash them up. Like, you feel like a god among men, like, just tearing through armies and armies of people. They're turning into a live-action movie. It seems like they've, they've done Romance of the Three Kingdoms a hundred times. Like, they've done it so many times, so many iterations. Seems like it would just be that. But they released the trailer, and lo and behold, it's zany, over-the-top, magical bullshit nonsense, just like the video games. And it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, that's like, what I'm, we want. I'm kind of surprised uh, seeing the trailer for this, and there's a bunch of trailers for the Mortal Kombat movie out right now, because I think the yeah. movie's co- coming out soon. I think it actually just got delayed, but it's coming out soon. Seeing the Dynasty Warriors, that's what I want. It's like just a guy swinging a spear around, and just energy waves are shooting out of the spear left and right, just tearing down through swaths of Sending people. Like, bodies flying, yeah, like jumping in midair. 100 oh feet God. in the air, bullshit. It's like, that's what we want, because that's, that's what so we like cool. about the game. You're right. Versus, versus Mortal Kombat, where it's like, it's a gritty realism, like Christopher Nolan, uh, Dark Knight version of Mortal Kombat. It's like, I don't want that. I want the crazy half lizard man to bite someone's head off and eat it. Like, I want the nonsense. Yeah, this is That's like the fight scene in the third Matrix movie where, like, they're just, like, oh. sending bodies. Or second, the, I forget. But the Agent bodies Smiths go. Smiths or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Going in all directions and it's just absolute chaos. That seems just like insane. this. Is, that's going to be this whole movie. I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. signing up. <laughs> that's, it's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you going to learn the actual history of China? Probably not. Are you going to see Lu <laughs> Bu just carve a continent in half of the spear hell yeah yeah no that sounds fantastic wow and for the longest time video game movies had had such a bad stigma this might change things this this one i would actually probably pay from the trailer so far i would actually pay to see this in like a theater i mean not in a theater but i'll pay to see this yeah because this one's like this seems fun but also dynasty warriors as a franchise is just very popcorny dumb over the top because this they made like 18 of these games and it's the same story every time. So they just, you know, change the graphics and add new characters. So like they, they don't take themselves too seriously. That's the best. Um, and also yeah. we, I'm sure we all miss the movie theater experience. If I could have one, I would want that. Cause I'm sure people will be losing their shit. Just like cheering. as oh, like, Epic yeah. shit's happening. That'd be so cool. Losing your mind when Guan Yu shows up on Reddit. Yes. Like, oh my God. Well, and then like cool. half the people just not knowing what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's fine too. Have fun. You don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Eat that popcorn. Yeah. Um, but that's probably going to do it for this episode. That is very exciting. Um, let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, Bren, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. I'm going to be real with you. Not a lot going on there. Don't really recommend it too much. What I do recommend is my other podcast, Are Weeb There Yet? Uh, spelled W-E-E-B, uh, where we watch three episodes of an anime or a movie and give a recap with our opinions. It's also just a very good way to sample a bunch of anime if you're interested without committing to it. Uh, it's going to be two weeks until this episode comes out, but we just recorded an anime about horse girls that race at derbies, like horse racing, but they're girls. It's fucking weird, man. Wait, are, are the they are they like centaur? No, it's just girls <laughs> with horse ears and horse tails, and then they run like a horse at like seventy miles per hour. Interesting. No, it's not. Okay, well, yeah, I, I'll take your word for that. Um, listeners, check that out if you have any interest in that. Uh, it sounds oddly specific enough to so at least so check it out yeah um but if you like our show give us a follow like and subscribe we're findable at all the places at abt silence specifically twitch.tv slash abt silence is where i'm streaming fall guys harry potter trading card game and some gravity rush in the future probably gonna skip on demon souls until i can at least <laughs> get my footing god damn that game um 
But yeah, and then, listener, I have another podcast. It's called Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast. Um, if you have any interest in the Harry Potter trading card game, that's where you want to head. Uh, I'll have a link in our show notes for that. And last thing I'll plug is my record label, MissedOutRecords.com, if you want to see what cassettes and tapes are available for there. I just put out some tapes for a band called Drunk Uncle. They have a new album called <laughs> Look Up. Check it out. It's really good uh, twinkly emo shit. It's it's wild. If you like like Modest Mouse and like, I don't know, other bands Ooh. like that, uh, check these guys out. They're really wild. Super cool album. And I think that's going to do it for this week, though. We'll be back next time. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. See ya.